Estás escuchando un mensaje de parte de Vida City Church Houston. Para más información de nuestra iglesia, visita nuestra página de web en vidacch.org. Y ahora con ustedes, el mensaje. You are listening to a message from Vida City Church Houston. For more information about our church, visit our website at vidacch.org. And now with you, today's message. We've been talking about the blessed life. I want to finish that series today with uh, this thought in mind. It's about the heart. It's, it's about the heart. We talked about um, what test, where God says, test me in this. You'll have your seat in a moment. We're going to read. And then um, we talked about who's the owner. We found out that God owns everything. And today I want to talk about it's about the heart. So um, you may be seated. You're going to follow me in your notes anyway. All right? So and I promise you that if you really take the word today, you receive it, not only receive it, but you put it to practice. And yes, even test God because he's asking you, test me, prove me. If you do that, I believe that not only this series based on God's word, it will change your marriage, it will change your family, it will change your health, it will change your relationships, it will change your life, it will even change your finances. And God wants us to be blessed, a blessed life. Listen to me closely. It's not just a blessed pocketbook. It's not just a blessed wallet. It's a blessed life all the way around. And so it's kind of hard because every time I preach, um, I have to speak about giving. I can't preach about the grace of God and not speak about giving. For God so loved the world that he gave. God's always giving. He's giving mercy. He's giving forgiveness. He's giving blessings. So it doesn't matter what we talk about. If I talk about marriage, I can't talk about marriage without talking about giving. Because it's not going to work if, if both of you are not givers. And, and again, I'm not talking about Money. I'm not talking about finances, although that could be part of it. But I'm talking about giving because you have to give of yourself. Hello. You have to give of your time. And sometimes you have to give in. And many times you have to give in generously. So no matter what we do, it, it's about, about giving. And not always does it have to do with finances or money, but giving. So, you know, we live our life always giving, and this applies to every, every area of our lives. Now, listen closely. You have to understand that giving, it's all about the heart. Whether it's in a marriage, which is with a family and kids, whether it's finance, it doesn't matter. Giving is an issue about the heart. And we have to understand that it's all about the heart. Jesus said that wherever your treasure is, there will your heart be also. So listen to me closely. If God is after your heart, then he's after everything your heart is in. So if your heart is in money, then yeah, he's after your heart, so he's after your money. 
Because he has to be first in your life. And so wherever your heart is or your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. And it's all about the heart. And God is after your heart. If you have your Bible, you have your iPad, or you opened up the app, you'll follow my notes. I'm reading out of Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 7 and 8. And God is talking to the people of Israel. He has blessed them. From the very beginning that they came out of Egypt, he told them, ask them for gold, ask them for silver, ask them for clothes. And the Bible says that the Egyptians gave him all that. That was one of the reasons Pharaoh went after them. When he woke up the next morning and found out that they were busted, disgusted, and they were poor, this is what? No way. And that's why they went back after them. But God had blessed them. And God says, when you're blessed, and I have blessed you, if you have that blessed life, remember I said earlier as we started that some of us are still in being blessed mode and we've never crossed over to being a blessing. When God said, I am going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. And that's where God wants to take us, to cross us over. So when he brings the people out and bring them out of Egypt, he starts giving them instructions. I have blessed you to be a blessing. And so this is what he tells them in Deuteronomy 15, verse 7 through 8. If there is any among you a poor man of your brethren, within any of the gates in your land which the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not harden your heart nor shut your hand from your poor brother, but you shall open your hand wide. And give him and willingly lend him sufficient for his needs, whatever he needs. So God is establishing something. I have blessed you to be a blessing. So whenever you see that need, you shouldn't harden your heart. You should give with your heart and open your hand and give them what they need. And so in this chapter, we find four things that God shows us that we need to do if we're going to become generous. The first thing you'll find, it's in verse 9. In verse 9, you're going to find that God is, because we're all born, listen to me, we're all born selfish. We're all born selfish. Nobody had to teach us that. I've got a four-year-old grandson and a two-year-old grandson. And the four-year-old will go and play with a certain toy, and the little guy, the two-year-old, will see what he's playing with, will go, and the first thing he'll say, mine, mine. We all grew up like that, remember? Mine. And now if you're a parent and if you're a grandparent, sometimes that mine is in a pitch that can be so annoying, right? And you could care less who had it first after you've heard, mine, mine. You'll go, you know what, just give it to him. But I had it first. I don't care if you had it first. Just give it to him so you stop crying, right? And sometimes we become so, especially when you're watching the Astros. And they're beating up on the New York. Hey, we've got to enjoy the moments that we got to enjoy. You never know next game. You never know today. You never know tomorrow. But, hey, we, we, we'll enjoy our moments. And so when you're watching that game, right, mine, mine, no, mine, mine. 
And so God is saying the first thing we have to deal with in order to become generous, the first thing we need to deal with is we need to deal with our selfish heart. Look at what he says in verse 9, Deuteronomy 15, 9. Beware, lest, listen closely, lest there be a wicked thought in your heart saying the seventh year, the year of release is at hand. And your eye be evil against your poor brother. And you give him nothing. And he cry out to the Lord against you. And it becomes sin among you. Selfishness before God is wickedness. You have to understand that God had established this economy system. That every seven years, whatever debt was owed, it was canceled. Okay, don't you wish that would happen now? Seven years, okay, your credit card is canceled. Boom, the debt. Okay. So God had established that. And here was the problem that he was seeing that the people had a selfish heart. Because let's say one of my brothers, Jose, came and says, hey, I need it. And God, again, we're talking about a blessed life. I can do this. So he comes and says, you know what, I, I need my crops didn't come out too good and, you know, I'm going to be a little short. Can, can, can you lend me, you know, a, a certain amount of money? Here's a selfish heart. Man, we're only about three months away from it being jubilee. There's no way he's going to pay me back in three months. There's no way I'm going to get it back. And so my selfish heart, that's what God is saying. Deal with that selfish heart. And don't say, uh-oh, it's the year of jubilee, the year of release, and he's not going to be able to pay me back. No, no, you know what, Jose, I, I, I'm sorry. Man, man, I really wish I could do it, but, but, but you know what, I can't right now. I just, you know, I, I, I'm going to have some needs too, and so I'm sorry. God is saying, I need for you to deal with that selfish heart because that selfish heart is wickedness. And so that's what he begins to say. Don't tell your neighbor you can't because you're thinking about yourself. You're thinking that, that, that um, he's not going to be able to pay you back. You're thinking that, man, that's, that's you know, money I'm not going to get back. That, that's, and God's saying, remember that I've blessed you to be a blessing. How do you know that in three months I can't bless him to give you back what you had? Maybe the blessing is, is, is between both of you. That if you be obedient and get away from your selfish heart, I can bless him and teach him not to be selfish. Oh, okay, in, in, in three months, I'm going to have to pay him back. No, I've blessed you to get out what you need to do. Give him back what you need. Hello? And so it could be selfish in both, but God's saying you're never going to be a generous and have a generous heart as long as there's selfishness and selfishness there. And before God, selfishness is wicked. And he's telling the people of Israel, I don't want you to be like that. I want you to be generous as I was generous. Hello. Why did God even create giving? Because it was God who, who, who created it, and it's all throughout Scripture. Why did God do it? God, God. And the answer, most popular answer would probably be, well, it's because uh, God needs to support his, his work. My thought is, okay, did God run out of gold in heaven that he needs your money? Did, did, did God already 
sell all his cattle of a thousand hills and he's busted and broke? Huh? That God needs my money to... God is light. God provides the sun to give us light. Hello? Why would God then need our money? God did not establish giving for his sake. God established giving for our sake. Because listen, more than any activity that you and I could do, more than any activity, giving, listen to me closely, giving is what gets selfishness and greed out of our lives. More than any activity that we as believers do, giving gets selfishness and wickedness out of our heart. You want to know how selfish you are? You want to know how much wickedness is in there? Because again, selfishness, according to God, is called wickedness. It's in your giving. It's in your giving. It's how much you hoard, how much you keep back. The Bible says that God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son. The Bible says that he loved us so much that he did not withhold his only begotten son. That was the most valuable thing that he had. Valuable person, my only begotten son, and God did not hold him back, but he gave him to us, and he sacrificed him for us. That's how much God loved us. Talking about a generous, every time, listen, every time that God gave an offering, he put his hand inside, whenever they asked him for an offering, in his pocket, took out his son Jesus, and he gave it. That's how much he loves you and how much he loves me. And God says to the people of Israel as he's telling us, I want you to be just as generous as I am. I blessed you. Yeah, you could use it, but you're not going to lack it. Are you listening to me? Yes, I could use it, but you're not going to lack it because I'm the one that's blessing you to be a blessing. We can use it, definitely, but it won't be a lack. If God has blessed us to be a blessing, God will continue pouring into you because he can see your heart, that there's no selfishness in it, and, and, and that God will see also that we are willing to be obedient and try to be as generous as God is generous. So the first thing we have to deal with, if we're going to be generous, we have to deal with a selfish heart. The second thing, listen to me, we have to deal with a grieving heart. A grieving heart. Why a grieving heart? Because sometimes we'll come and give what, 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 what we give, and we're not happy that we gave it. Man, I shouldn't have given that. Man, I shouldn't have given that that much. I, shouldn't have, I should have just waited. Listen to what Deuteronomy 15.10 says. It says, you shall surely give to him, and your heart shall not be grieved when you give it to him. If you're going to give it, give it happily. Remember, if you have been blessed by God to be a blessing to others, when God asks you to give something, you shouldn't grieve about it. You shouldn't cry about it. You shouldn't pout about it. That's what he's trying to teach them. You surely will give it to him, and your heart should not be grieved when you give it to him. Because for this thing, the Lord your God will bless you. Listen to this. Will bless you in all the works and into all which you put your hand. He says if you could have that generous heart and deal, and deal with not grieving, with the pain of giving. He goes, God has given it to you. 
And if you don't grieve, if you don't grieve when I give it to you, and you don't, or, or you're happy when I give it to you, but you don't grieve when I ask it from you, I will bless everything you're doing, and I will bless whatever you put your hand. Are you, are you listening to this? God wants us to give with the right attitude and the right heart, and God will bless everything. That's what he said. If you can deal with the grieving heart. Have you ever given something and then wonder, man, why did I do that? Whether you gave something away or even here at church you gave an offering and you just, can, you know, man, why did I get that? Why, why didn't it even go up? Look, I got to give 100 bucks. Man, I got to give $25. Why did I even get that? I should have just waited. Just give my own offering. Hello? That's what God was trying to teach his people. He says not only you got to deal with the selfishness because we're all born selfish. But the second thing you've got to deal with, you've got to deal with, with this issue of a grieving heart that when I ask it from you, that you're not grieving, that you're not pouting, that you're not sad, that you're not double thinking of, oh, I should have or I shouldn't have done this. You see, listen to me. When we understand that this is a heart issue, when you understand that, this is what's going to happen. Say selfishness. Selfishness attacks us before we give whatever we're going to give, whether it's something at the house or something you're going to give away. Selfishness will always attack before you give. Listen to me closely. And grieving will always attack you after you give. Selfishness will attack you before. No, I don't really want to give it. I mean, you know, this is mine, and, you know, I've had it for so long. This couch, this is my comfy recliner. Don't even recline anymore. But you don't want to give it. Clothes that you have in your closet, some of them with still the tags on it. Shoes. God, that's blessed you so much. Give it away. No, I don't. You know, I've had this from. So selfishness will always attack you at the beginning. What if I don't have it? What if I don't have enough? What if I, it's all about me. And grieving will always attack you after you give. Man, why did I do that? Why did I give it? Maybe I shouldn't have given that much. Maybe I should, you know. Listen, whatever amount or whatever God asks you to give, whatever commitment, like maybe when you took the envelopes for the speed of light, for missions. The enemy will attack you when I just took this. Oh, I'm going to give this. And all of a sudden, you have a blowout. Man, now I got to buy a tire. Right? Or the battery went dead. Man, now I got to buy a battery. And you're wondering, and Satan will attack you and say, see, you should have given that. If you wouldn't have given it, you would have had the money. You need to rebuke that thought and, and remember, no. God bless me to be a blessing. God bless me to be a blessing. And if he bless me, he'll bless me. He's blessed me enough to buy another. Hello. You know what, say, he's blessed me enough. I'm going to buy four tires instead of just one. When you have that concept in mind, God wants to know, are you willing to be obedient? Are you willing to deal with yourself in this? You know what I just remember, babe? <laughs> My wife and I today, or actually Friday, we finished our fast. We got ahead of you guys, okay? And I was going to take her to, I was going to take you to your favorite place to get that soup. 
I just remember. Sorry, guys. <laughs> I just remember I forgot my wallet. Did you bring yours? Yikes. Okay, any. But Rick, oh, Rick. Oh, Rick coming from Cuba. Fifty bucks. Go, Rick. Come on, give it up for Rick. <laughs> Rick, my boy. You tell me Cuba's tough. All right. Yeah. I'm gonna have to start. I'm gonna have to start sharing, sharing my here you go, baby. I'm gonna have to start sharing more of my thoughts, my forgetfulness. Here we go. Hold that. Thank you. Wow. You are gonna have your soup after all. Let's hold on for a moment about those 50 bucks. I gave those 50 bucks in my office before the service to Rick. So that's why when I had a need and I asked, he had no problems giving me the 50 bucks. You know why? Because they weren't his in the first place. They were mine. Now, he might have grieved because I gave it to him, and he thought I was going to give it to him for him, you know, hey. But no, I said, I'm going to give him to you. When I ask for it, there's a certain point here, and you're going to give him back to me. Notice how he had no problem giving me 50 bucks. Why? They were mine in the first place. He knew that. He understood that concept. They're <laughs> not even mine. Those are pastors. He, he gave me the 50 bucks. Hey, he wants them. It's his. Hello? Why can't we be like that with God and understand that everything belongs to God, that he gave it to me to administrate it, but all of a sudden God says there's a need. You know what? From what I gave you, can you go ahead and meet that need? Why? Mine, mine, mine. My money. Ah! There it is, God tug of warring with you. If we have the concept that everything belongs to God and that He has blessed us to be a blessing, you'll never be a blessed person to be a blessing if you don't apply the principles that God is giving us to apply. And we will always be on that other side. I don't have enough. I can't make it. What can I do? Can I borrow? Can I borrow over here? Can I borrow over there? Can I pay this credit card with this credit card? Because I'm going to get a new credit card that for a year they're not going to charge me any interest. And hopefully from that credit card I'll pay that credit card. Oh, I... God is saying I want you to be a blessing and you can't be a blessing if you have a selfish heart. You can't be a blessing every time I ask you to give something. You cry about it. You grieve about it. You hurt about it. God is saying, I want you to understand that everything belongs to me. And if I gave you this, I'll give you more. If I've taken care of you now, I'll take care of you even when things are rough. So God says to his people, deal with that selfish heart. And deal with the grieving heart. And then he also tells us, begin to develop a generous heart. Deal with the selfish heart. And deal with the grieving heart. Selfish that you don't want to give and after you give, you're crying about it. When at the end of the day, we talked about who owns it all. Who's holding the bag? God is. It's all his. So he says, so deal with the selfish heart. Deal 
the grieving heart, understand that everything belongs to me. And if you can do that, then begin to develop a generous heart. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter 15, verse 14, you shall supply him liberally from your flock, from your threshing floor, from your wine press, from what the Lord your God has blessed you with, you shall give them. You say, God has blessed you with what God has blessed you. Learn to be generous. So deal with the selfish heart and deal with the grieving heart. And all of a sudden now begin to develop a generous heart. God wants us to be generous. We were born selfish. But when we come to Christ, we are reborn generous. Just like he is generous for God so loved that he gave. Bible says in Luke chapter 6, verse 30 through 36, give to everyone who asks of you. And if from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. Verse 32, but if you love those who love you, what credit is that for you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you hope to receive back, what credit is that to you? For even sinners lend to sinners and receive as much back. But, your love, but love your enemies. Do good and lend, hoping for nothing in return. And your reward will be great and you will be sons of the Most High. For he is kind to the unthankful and evil. Therefore be merciful. Just as your father. Also. Is merciful. So God wants you to deal. With your selfish heart. To deal with your grieving heart. To develop. A generous heart. That you could give from what God has blessed you. You're able to go to the house and say, hey, I know there's a need. You know, my wife always has these nice little backpacks that they give you at events, conferences. I said, what are you doing with that? I got to make a hopeful bag. And there's another one. It's a hopeful bag. But I like that. You're not using it. It's another hopeful bag. And a hopeful bag basically is a bag that has water, a bag that has romaine noodles, a, a bag that can have a banana, a bag that, that has all these little snacks. And it's for the homeless. She doesn't call them homeless. She calls them hopeful. Always giving to the poor. Going to buy our groceries and giving it away to the poor. Get the little water. You don't have to get those big chips. Get the small ones. That's a selfish and a grieving heart. But to develop a generous heart, the big waters. Give him a couple of those romaines so we can get. God wants us to develop a grateful or, or a generous heart because a generous heart will allow us to give to the church. A generous heart will allow us to help and give to building projects. It helps us to do our outreaches. 
It helps us to send and, and help with the youth projects and helps us to help with the role rangers projects and the girls ministry projects and every other project and every other fixtures that we have to do in here. I'm generous. I can do it. I'm generous. God has blessed me. God wants us to develop a generous heart. I close with this. Not only does God want us to deal with our selfish heart and to deal with our grieving heart. Selfish before I give and grieving after I give. But to develop a generous heart so I can give from what God has blessed me. God is not saying, hey, sell everything and stay out in the street. No. From what I've blessed you, you bless me. You're leaving, Rick? Just because of the 50 bucks? Man. Now, Rick is going to go preach at 1130 at one of, our church, one of the churches. So he told me already. I said, you sure you're not leaving because I'm asking for my 50 bucks back? So God wants you to develop a generous heart from what I gave you, from what you have. And I close with this, and then develop a grateful heart. You see, the, the generous heart replaces the selfish heart. And a grateful heart replaces the grieving heart. The grateful heart, Deuteronomy 15, 15, I close with this. You shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt. Remember, you were a slave in the land of Egypt. And the Lord your God redeemed you. Therefore, I command you this thing today. I'm commanding you to be generous. Remember when you were a slave in Egypt. And basically, what God is saying, I am grateful. To be grateful to understand from where God brought us out what we were slaves. We were slaves maybe to drugs and we were slaves maybe to liquor and to alcohol. We were slaves to sin and God came and redeemed us and God came and saved us and God came and brought us out and he is saying, remember, don't ever forget where I found you. Don't ever forget where I came to you. Don't ever forget what I brought you out of. Don't ever forget how I've brought you to here and supply. Don't ever forget that I came to save you from the hand of Pharaoh and Egypt and if you can remember where God brought you out of, that's what he's telling them. That should be enough for you to have a generous heart and to give because you acknowledge that God saved you and delivered you from the slavery that you were caught in sin. So don't forget. Be generous. I'm commanding you. That's what he's saying. I command you this thing today. Be generous. Commanding you to remember Remember everything that I have done for you. And just with salvation should be more than enough for all of us to say, I have a grateful heart because of what Jesus has done in my life. I have a grateful heart because God has been generous and merciful and full of grace with me. That I, that alone, that he gave his only begotten son just for me, that should be grateful enough for me to be generous as God was generous with us. You have nothing else to think about. If you're saved, that should be enough. You should never forget what salvation is. You should never forget what Jesus did at the cross. You should never forget. Never. That should be grateful enough to have a grateful heart to say, God, I love you enough to give to you.
to give you my time, to give you my talent, to give you my research, to give you, because I understand everything belongs to you and you allow me. You want the first of everything and you want the 10%, but the 90%, you allow me to administrate it and, and, and together with you. And yes, there's some times that you're going to ask me from that 90% to give something. I don't want to be selfish. I don't want to be grieving. I want to be generous and I want to be grateful that I can help, grateful that I can do that because of everything that you've done, you've done. For us. I heard this story. It says there was this little boy that was being bullied at school. A little boy just kept being bullied. Student A was being bullied by student B. One day, student A goes into the restroom and student B goes in. It's about to pound him in there. When all of a sudden, this Hispanic guy, student three, C walks in. And he sees what's going on. And so student C begins to pound on student A for being a bully. Little did they know that student C, his name was Jesus. And so when student B was asked what happened, Jesus came in. And protected me and beat up student A. Well, of course, you know that in school, you got to get disciplined. So the principal disciplined Jesus for three days so he could come back after his suspension. That reminds me that we were bullied by Satan. He had his corner. Some of you know that corner that he had you in when he's about to pound you. But Jesus showed up and beat the out of Satan. And Jesus got suspended for three days. Hello. But on the third day, Jesus got up, came back to watch your back. Some of you ought to be thankful that from the day he delivered you, the day he stepped in, he's been there for you and with you and in you. He has promised to never leave you. All because God is a generous God. And so when you remember that Jesus stepped in to beat the tar of the enemy, that you're saved and you're delivered, that should be enough to have a grateful heart. If for nothing else, there are no projects. I don't care if there's no projects. I am so thankful today. His mercies are new every morning. Amen. Would you stand to your feet right now?